Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 131. My name is Jay, the Jedi Ross. Please excuse me while I flick my bick. Oh, hey, listen, try this. I told my weed guy to step it up and he gave me that. What is it? It's called Mind Rape. It's actually pretty mellow. It doesn't sound very mellow. Well, he only had three other batches. Uh, Gorilla Panic, uh, They're Coming, They're Coming, and something called This Is Permanent. Come on, spark it up. Hello and Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2015, first show of the new year. Good times indeed. Hanging out with me right now, El Jaquez. What is happening? Not a whole lot. It is 2015. Holy crap. Yeah, it's a brand new year, man. Isn't it exciting? Well, it is. I, I'm actually pretty stoked. I mean, despite some some heartaches in life, I'm still pretty stoked to uh I don't know, grab the grab the year by the balls. <laughs> it's always nice to have a fresh start. It really is. It's only a silly day and everything, <coughs> but uh you know, it is nice. I wasn't a super huge fan of 2014 myself. Uh it was a good year podcast-wise, but uh the year itself, uh, I'll always look at as the year of the ice storm, just the year that everything went shit, you know what I mean? But uh, it's a brand new day. I had a nice vacation. Did you enjoy your time off, if any what, that you got? What time off? <laughs> you just worked right through, eh? Yeah, I was actually uh, possibly going to go to our garden on uh, Christmas uh, Christmas Day, but uh, never got word. Oh, that's a shame. A Christmas Day trip to the garden would have been beautiful. Would have been pretty fun, actually. There's uh, you, you recently saw a picture of how the garden is doing. I did. Um, but yeah, so it, it, you know, otherwise, the the two days I got off Christmas and New Year's, yeah, it was great. Does it get busier over Christmas, or is it the same, or would it be well, like you know the liquor store and the beer store? They get busy as shit at the holidays. Is it the same right. thing as the weed store? Does the weed store go like fucking crazy? Well, you know, we were New Year's uh, New Year's Eve. We were open. And we were only only open a part day, and we were thinking about leaving early because it was so dead. And then all of a sudden, 
We got uh, we made quite a bit of money. <laughs> the afternoon rolled around. The stoners got out of bed and was like, "Oh Pretty shit, much. they're going to be closed uh, tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, and I think it, that's a lot of it. What it was, and I think a lot of people were like, "Hey, you got a card." <laughs> so, uh, what's big on the market right now? What's uh, what's popular as far as uh, the strands are going these days? Funny you mentioned that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Leafly. Uh, they are a website that uh, they're kind of a, a connoisseur, if you will, of weed strains. All they, right. They will break down what, you know, what the plant came from, what is, you know, what its lineage is, its THC count. It's awesome websites. This, is, this isn't a commercial. Whatever. <laughs> it's not. Honestly, this was not pre-thought at all. <laughs> right. Um, but the, the number one strain they listed for 2014 was called Blue Dream. Ooh. And it's uh, it's a it's indica. Um, I can't pull any any investing information off the top of my head because I'm I'm high. Because <laughs> I just smoked it. <laughs> um, but no, the the big thing uh, this year anyway was has been oil and concentrates. Well, it was kind of the year of the dab, you know. Yes, it was big definitely time. the big year time. of the dab. 2014, that shit took off. I don't know if it's still booming, but I never even oh. bothered to to look that way really it's a know? thing and yeah. I, I i would i don't know i have no money to bet but i would bet that the whole the, the whole thing kind of started here in colorado like it really boomed here it may not have started here i mean california probably had concentrates but it boomed here right right well as most things are going to tend to do i think at this point too right like right you know, oh, so. any any new way of, of, of taking in THC just blows up all over the place. But it's, Wait till you hear about nectar collectors. It's it's strange to go beyond really putting it in food, like edibles. Is that not the most potent way? Like, what are you going to do? It Eventually is. just start injecting it straight into your ass and your eyeballs? Like, <laughs> Eating it is, is the most potent way to do it because right. when, you, when you ingest it, 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 THC, it transforms into... Uh, another molecule. I don't like the thought of cooking it and throwing butane on it and making it all fucking chemical. Like this isn't Breaking Bad, you know. This is fucking right, weeds. Right. It's, it's, it's not. It, you're not doing drugs. You're smoking marijuana. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh my god, this chocolate milk is so fucking delicious right now. I can't <laughs> so, even tell you. Um, it, it's it's. I forgot what my my main point there was, but it's just a yeah. It's the year of the dabs. It was the year of the oil and concentrates and. It's, I don't yeah. know, it's crazy. I mean, it, yeah, when we were kids and we just, you know, we got a hold of a little dime bag and we were like super happy and rolled the nastiest, lumpiest, pregnant oh, yeah, whale looking joint ever. And we took two puffs and we were just blown out of our mind. So, but, yeah, at lunch, you get five guys together, get a toonie each, at least here. We'd get a toonie each, five guys, throw it in, get a dime bag. What is a toonie? The $2 coin. Okay. It's uh, the two, $2 version of the Looney. And the Looney already existed and had been named the Looney due to its engravement of the loon. Okay. And then when the Toonie came around, we're very uncreative. So we just went, oh, I guess it's a Toonie, eh? And uh, five guys <laughs> would toss one Toonie each and you'd get a dime bag and you'd roll that shit up and smoke it behind the bushes. And then you'd head to class, so... Yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. <laughs> but, you know, it's just crazy. Like, people come in, and they're like, well, do you have any concentrate? And if we don't, some people just turn around and walk out. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's I mean, that's how big of a thing it is right now. 
Wow. And, and people are like, I need it. I'm like, no, no, you don't need it. You know, if if you keep smoking flower buds or whatever you want to call it, and you kind of supplement yourself and treat yourself every once in a while to a dab, then you know you'll you'll one he'll keep your gram of hash longer, and you won't get your tolerance up so high that you can't just right. smoke weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand that. Like, is the high different or something? Like, it's it makes it sound almost more addictive. It sounds insane. It's, you get super high. That's the I don't know. That's this man. You'll see. You'll see. I guess so. You will. I yeah. I, have, I will. I have, I have two uh, oil rigs and a torch. So Cause, yeah, because because you're talking about May May 2015 Denver Comic Con. I am. Which is very exciting and is the week after May 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 Motor City Comic Con 2015. <laughs> Uh, that's right, kids. Motor City Comic Con one weekend, and Denver Comic Con the next. I am stoked about it. I really, really am. It's going to be a fucking adventure and a half, man. Are you kidding? Drive out to Michigan, come home, get on a plane. I almost want to get on a plane from Michigan and just fly the fuck out there. You know, right. and spend the week in between fucking trying dabs and eating cookies and fucking staring at mountains and shit. I'm about a mile high in Denver where the rock meets Timberline. I've walked this ground from town to town just to finally call it mine. You know what I did over the holidays? Mm. I played with Legos. I did do a lot of fucking playing with Legos. That is an absolute fucking truth. And by the way, the Lego movie, my kid got the Lego movie, so I watched it a few times. I'd seen it before, but, uh, you know, Batman's in it. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay. I, I heard Batman is the best character in the movie. He is, but the movie itself is fantastic. Like, definitely sit down and watch it. Even if you don't have a kid. Go ahead. It's a great movie. Uh... And Batman in it is played by Will Arnett. <laughs> but the way Batman is written is one of the best iterations of Batman ever. He's like, he's brilliantly funny. Like, I never thought someone could make Batman that funny. And I've seen Brave and the Bold and Batman 66, but this is hilarious. It's it's just great. At the end of it, uh, at the end of the movie, over the credits, is a song that he sings. And it's like a death metal song. Yes, this is real music. Dark, brooding, important, groundbreaking. Check out the lyrics. Darkness. No parents. Continue darkness. More darkness, get it? The opposite of light. Black hole. Get it? That's just the first verse. Darkness. No parents. Super rich. Kind of makes it better. <laughs> it's just fucking great. So anyways, I, I recommend that. So yeah, 
Aaron spent like uh, hours putting together the kids' Batmobile. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Um, so that was pretty cool. But I binged watched Arrow. No, finally, huh? Th- three seasons in like a week and a half. I fucking killed that shit. And I've been saying it for three seasons that I was going to sit down and do it, and I did eventually do it. And uh, definitely lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Not exactly what I expected, but at least in the beginning, but kind of grew into what I expected it to be. And right. I, I think that's as the as the uh, preset Smallville formula kind of sets in, which I know you're very familiar with, being a big Smallville freak and everything. And... I did like it though. Are you up and caught up on it? I am. Yeah, I, I thought I was missing a week, but I'm all caught up now. It's. Uh, I did enjoy it. Definitely, I like the characters. Um, some things about it are unavoidably campy and ridiculous. It's a TV show, though. Yeah, definitely, it's a TV it's, show. But it, it should be. It's cool parts are such cool moments enough, though, that it definitely makes up for you know the fill-in but that is what's great it's it's a serial campy tv show effect something dc has mastered over decades and uh it almost carries like a a more if you really look underneath it's almost got the same formula as like a the plot line to a batman 66 show but one thing i noticed that happens a hell of a lot people in starling city for some reason really like to just stare out of windows and think yeah you you said this to me before yeah yeah they like to when you first started watching it i think yeah they i it it, it's very common to just stare out a window and think about shit and then someone else enters a room and the scene begins (laughs) and no one's ever walks into a room and they're like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) (laughs) if i walked into a room and saw like one of my family members just standing there like aimlessly lost in thought staring out the window i'd be like what's up (laughs) (laughs) everything all right yeah you okay there Uh... (laughs) need a hug (laughs) oh man but uh yeah i'm totally digging it man his little sister's good times and then when she cut her hair for season three she became even more good times she became even double cute times you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it's um it's a fun show. I, re- I, re- I really enjoy it. Um, I wish I can get into Gotham, but I, I either don't have enough time for it or it's just it just didn't catch me. I, I liked what they did in the first episode, but it, that's really all I watched. I I enjoyed the roller coaster of what Gotham was. It went really quick for me because like that was the one thing about Arrow is there's there was a lot of there's a couple storylines and the way they weaved in uh, with him on the island and off the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying not to spoil too much. It's uh, it's 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 really held together well, but it's it's a slower process. But Gotham felt like fucking kick you in the face every week. It was it was just eight episodes, right? It was shorter, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. a only so we'll one or two they... episodes shorter than Arrow, though. Arrow was only like what thirteen Thir- episodes. I think thirteen, or, yeah. yeah, something like that. That's that's kind of the trend that's going on in TV, though. Are shorter. They're taking the the BBC style or the English style TV series and yeah, which sucks ass. No, totally. You know, I yeah. I'm I love Top Gear, and it sucks having to wait a year for six episodes. 
Oh yeah, Doctor Who, the time in between, it's 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 painful. It's painful. It's, and even The Walking Dead now. That's probably the most painful one how long you got to wait for The Walking Dead. It's insane. And Sherlock is the same as Top Gear. People have to wait like yearly for Sherlock. It's out of control. That's uh Idris Elba, yeah? No, that's uh Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, and uh yeah, it's just What is what is Idris Elba? Luther. Ever... He was oh, okay, that yeah. Luther show that everybody okay. fucking digs. But, you know, Gotham felt like a kick in the face every week enough to the point where at the end of it, you were like, holy fuck. And uh, a little bit of a spoiler, but he ends up going to Arkham Asylum. He gets assigned to Arkham Asylum at the end of the season. Basically, he tells the mayor to go fuck himself. And he gets gets reassigned to Arkham. And that's how the season ends, with him walking with his box, like, through the Arkham gates. And you're like, okay, here comes the next, like, quick turn around the roller coaster, you know? Right. And you think a show like Gotham, I thought it'd be more drawn out because you got this 10-year-old Bruce Wayne who, you know, it takes a long – you figure he's got 10 years to become Batman. But then you realize to become Batman, 10 years ain't much time. And this kid gets started right away. This kid's like testing himself and his bravery and his nerves and his brain and he's totally obsessed with like finding his parents' killer. And you know, See, if what if they'll just like – you know, season two. Let's or let's just jump to season three hypothetically, right? Do they do they just get an older kid? No, I think advance this, the story. I think he'll age. I think they'll just go. Because uh... when you look at a show, like look at Smallville. Smallville went ten perfect seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So say Gotham even lasts eight or nine. You're getting this kid, this ten year old kid, who's going to end up to be eighteen or nineteen. So maybe I see the show ending with him leaving. I see the show ending with him heading off to maybe, you know, find himself and do his Razo Ghoul business and all that shit. So, you well, know. I mentioned that when they when the show first started, you know, I was like, are we going to go? We're going to just follow. Is Bruce going to be enough of a subplot to follow him through the entire series of him becoming Batman? Well, I think he's going to grow. I don't think they can avoid that character growing as right. much as they're going to try to focus on Jim Gordon. But right. that'd be perfect. In like eight more years, Gordon is like commissioner. You know, after right. this uphill battle of when all cops hated him, like well, it's a, it's an eight let's let's say an eight year build up of all the villains becoming that much more pissed off at Gordon. Right. Weird. Well, you know, a lot of them are gonna. I think they'll fade away. Right. Like Fish Mooney, she'll die sometime in that series. Oh yeah. You know, Jada Pinkett Smith isn't gonna stay on that show for ten years, and you know that's a kill-offable character. She's she's a made-up-for-the-show character, mm-hmm. first of all. You know, so they can take her any way they want, and uh, you know, then it's just a slow rise, and it's the Penguins' rise. You know, there's not really the Riddler. I think it'll be quite a few years before he snaps and turns because he's still working at police headquarters. You know, and fuck, I love chocolate milk. <laughs> Which is like one of the worst things to drink while podcasting. Oh, why do you say that? Uh, from what I've heard, it's just kind of, you know, you get a little clicky in the mouth there. It's true. I think you can get that little layer little going on there. But that seems, uh, that's just an excuse to keep drinking it. Right. <laughs> you know, or you keep a vaporizer at your side and that kind of mm. evens things out as well, right? For sure. I uh, am lacking enough of the go-go juice to put in a, a vaporizer. Go-go juice. Go-go gadget well, juice. It's not even juice. It's just <laughs> it's what they call shatter. But So I'm also caught up on Flash. Are you caught up on Flash? 
I am one episode behind. Uh, it's just been sitting. I haven't got around to watching it. All right, you should watch it. I caught up on that, which was super. I know cool. it's the the yellow reverse flash. I guess they call it. Yes, them, indeed. Which I don't. The I don't reverse. like that name. I. It, I, the name's always bothered me too, but it's always been the name, so it's kind of like you can't. Oh, has it? oh yeah, that's nothing oh. new. That's that's decades and decades old. Mm. You know, like, I, I I like the show. I'm not invested. Like I'm watching it. I just like if if it, if it went away, you'd be like, yeah, well, you know, they tried. I love it because it's more. I don't know. It's it's more fancier than than Arrow. It's Arrow... more procedural. Yeah, that's true. Bit. Yes, because and then it, it yeah. and it's it is, it is a lot more fast paced. Yeah, the action's fantastic. No pun. No pun. <laughs> Arrow is no darker and grittier and Batman esque and all that wonderful mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, the Flash is a fun ride. You know, it's more of a ride. Whereas, you know, you're more of in a journey with Green Arrow. You're trying to see where this goes. I just found out the other day by reading some of the one of those fucking Facebook things where it's like. Famous kids and their, you know, famous celebrities who had famous kids or whatever type shit, you know? Mm. And uh, I never realized that the girl on Arrow who plays Laurel Lance, you know, the love of his life, mm. that is Sean Cassidy's – is it Sean Cassidy or David – no, it's David Cassidy's. I think David – which one's the Partridge family one? Dude, I don't know. Well, the Cassidy, the David or the Sean Cassidy. David Cassidy, I think. I think it's the David Cassidy because his brother Sean was always almost famous too or some shit. But David Cassidy's daughter is Laura Lance. I had no idea. And I was like, wow, isn't that neato? Interesting. Ne- neato indeed. Uh, I, uh, I like how in, uh, involved our uh, – what's his name? Amel? Yeah, he's a uh, – Wow. I love how involved he is with his fans. and Yeah, he loves it. I, I, yeah. I went to the panel that he had at Denver Comic Con last year, and it was it was a great time. He had a lot of fun, um, catered you know, to a lot of stuff, but also like was real good at um, not even showing any emotion if somebody asked him a question about something that he was under wraps about. He's got a great he, poker face for sure. Oh yeah, that's that's the the words I was looking yeah, for. Total poker face, stone cold motherfucker. He yeah, uh, black canary on the other hand, not so much. Oh no, <laughs> no. Somebody asked her about season three. Yeah, and it it was all over her face. <laughs> I looked over at Katie, my, the the f- official photographer, and I just went, "She dies." <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that's that's one of them calls, man. I think the what's her name's gonna become the new one though, or some shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of ridiculous. That's the one thing. It's it seems very easy in that in that show for people to train and develop these powers very quickly and these skills and techniques, and, and a lot of people seem to be choosing arrows. I don't know what the thing is about archers in this show, but there's been like six of them. That's a bit much. Like we could have gone without the cupid one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We could have got away without Cupid. And now his sister's all arrowed up. And I, I don't know. Just Bar-O-Man a bit too much. Yeah. And League of Assassins. Yeah, yeah. And the League of Assassins chick. Yeah, yeah. Razal Ghoul's daughter or whoever that is. Now, in case you haven't seen it, spoilers on this, but how was it's that? Three, three seasons in. Yeah. Well, I'm talking Whatever. just the most recent episode, though. I haven't watched it. Oh, you haven't watched it. I'm not going to ruin it for you then. Fucking get on that. I thought it was just the Flash one you hadn't watched. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. The Flash one, I haven't watched. You saw it, Green Arrow, the Ra's yeah, al Ghul yeah. fight then? See, maybe I didn't see it. The last because... episode is where he fights Ra's al Ghul. Sorry, Ra's so no. al Ghul, to be thoroughly correct. No, so then I did not see that one. Okay, that's the last episode. You got to see it. So we... I'm, somehow I missed it. So I'll have to go on the uh, old demand there when we're done here. I won't spo- I knew I was yeah. missing one. I won't spoil it for you. But well, you already kind of did, but it's cool. Well, no, I, he fights, but you don't know what happens and shit. And some crazy shit happens, and it really leaves it really fucking in a weird spot for when it comes back. But uh, it's it's the only thing is they're just they're doing all the Batman stories with Green Arrow. You know, they're cool stories because I've heard them and read them already because they were Batman stories first. And <laughs> you know, like mm. there have been Arrow villains and Arrow plot lines and Arrow stories that have happened, but a lot of this overarc is, you know, it's just, it's leaned a little more towards the Batman side, it feels like, than the Green Arrow side, you know? But, uh... Well, yeah, no, I know, I, I dig that, yeah. That I don't does know. feel yeah. very, uh, Batman-ish. Except when he's on the island, that's very Green Arrow, and that feels very Green Arrow, especially, like, mm. updated Green Arrow and stuff. Like, it is very faithful. I was so impressed with that one episode when they managed to get in the boxing glove arrow. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, that was just that, well that done. Was, yeah. That was mentioned yeah. at Denver Comic Con. That there's a very good chance that we'll see that. And he was right. Yeah, it was. It was really well done. I like the way they're pulling stuff off. I like. I like uh, Arsenal as they're calling him, Red Arrow, and mm-hmm. uh, that happened pretty quickly for my liking too. Like everything, just like the story doesn't move along as quickly as the characters kind of do. You know what I mean? These stories, like, a lot takes a long time for major stuff to happen, but in between, like, characters are developing weekly into these assassins or power-hungry gangsters or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It could, I could, you could slow down the criminal development a little bit there, I think. And, because uh, you're really setting up a lot when you blow up your city in the first season, you know? No, for sure. Like, that's really a lot to... Was that the first or second season? Either way. They blew up the it's fucking season. first season. You know? Yeah. And, you know, it's cool they're bringing the Adam into it, though. With uh, Brandon Routh. Right, right. I knew that's who that was. They're just filling that show up with good, handsome, nice Canadian boys, It's the man. WB, man. Of course they are. <laughs> Uh, he gives, uh, he gives Canadian, and his cousin too is on, uh, Flash. Yep. As, uh, oh, what's his name? Can't remember. He's Firestorm. Firestorm. He's fucking Firestorm. Firestorm is on TV. That's pretty fucking rad, man. It's going to be interesting to see how they, they carry that out, you know? It was, uh, I don't think it's a shame. I was thinking about too how the, the, you know how the DC, like the TV universe isn't going to mix with the cinematic universe. Right. I, I think that might be a good thing. I think it might be a good thing to enable all these different visions. I'm starting to look at things differently now. I used to really want everything to connect, but now I kind of like the fact that lots of people can do lots of different versions of stuff. Cause that way people have a chance to do things closer to what I want to see. Right. I just wish they had given a little bit more time in between announcing TV flash and movie flash because uh, yeah. like they didn't get tv flash enough time to like shine as a you know well, being announced as the flash and it was just like all right cool well 
Well, now they've put the heat on the other kid, though, because of the fact that it's it's a hit. People love this Grant kid. They love this guy. They love this Flash. They love this show. And he, right now, in people's minds, is Flash. And it's going to make it very difficult for this other guy coming into this movie. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to make it, I think, a very different Flash. I don't think they should have gone as young. I think if they were going to have a different Flash, they should have kept it older. Like, I don't like the idea of the mix of the Justice League being older people and younger people. Like, that makes it seem too much like Batman's team. As much as they are Batman's team, it's not that they're his team as much as he's the leader. Cause I he... thought Soups was the leader. No, man. Bats has always been in charge. They always follow Bats' lead. That's how it's always been. Mm. Superman's their most... He always usually leads the charge, and he's the most powerful, and, you know... He's like the linchpin well, to most I, plans, I, but Batman has always been the brains of the operation. Well, yeah, I know that, but I mean, like, I thought, I just thought, um, going off the cartoon, I always kind of saw Soup's more, I guess, the leader. I mean, it was Soup's Batman, Wonder Woman, and Green Arrow as the four main leaders. But it always seems, I guess, I don't know, to my recollection anyway. It seems like they went to Soups was more of the leader, the yeah, main. Leader. Right, right. He was the one that would go talk to every, you know to everybody, presidents or colonels or you know whatever. Well, Bats would kind of stay in the background. It's not that he was like an upfront leader, but all the whenever they had a plan, it was Batman's plan. Yeah, pretty much. You know it's always I mean? Batman's plan. Yeah, it's always Batman's plan. Like <laughs> like uh, Justice League Doom which is the story. I don't know if you've seen that animated movie or mm -hmm. read the books, but uh, basically the Justice League comes under attack and it's because someone has stolen Batman's contingency plans against the Justice League. Right. Like Batman has files and backup and ways to defeat right. each member of the Justice League. Right. So somebody steals these and implements them. And uh, it's a great story because they all get taken out. It's all Batman's plans, you know? And uh, he's all, you know, look at the Dark Knight, you know, he's he's the man that took out Superman. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. So I think that's how they're going to kind of have it in the movie with old man Ben Affleck is like the leader and kind of the brain and everything, you know. But uh, I don't know. The team will just feel too much like a bunch of pups being like, what's next, sir? I hope it's not like that. You know what I mean? Right. Ju Justice League, they've always they're all such strong personalities. That's one thing about the Justice right, League even, that even I enjoy. Even in the cartoon, yeah, they all they all are There's very a, a confident in themselves. Yeah, exactly, and they all had their thing, especially in the New Fifty Two Justice League comic. It's constant like tension between various members for various reasons. You right. know what I mean? Like to the point where you know you had things like uh, the Throne of Atlantis all turn into a big issue and. Aquaman got to fight everybody. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be good times. We're going to see what happens. But uh, definitely enjoyed Arrow. Definitely enjoyed Flash. I love the shit out of Gotham. And just as honorable mention, two other shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, still right where I thought it was, where it's okay. I still don't think it's on any comparable level to any of the DC shows going on. But it is a decent show. It's fun to watch. It's more uh, intricate story driven um, than power adventure kind of driven than the DC shows, which is kind of the way Marvel does their thing. That's why I've always said I like DC because I like my superheroes to be fucking gods. But 
you know, Agents of Shield is cool. There was the big reveal that happened on the premiere there or on the finale that you know is going to actually probably lead into some cool movie shit. I won't spoil it all for you, but it'll have a lot of inhuman involvement, I believe. And uh, that's going to be good, good times. And also, oh yeah, honorable mention, Constantine. I'm a bunch of episodes into Constantine, which is fun. Have you seen Constantine? Nope. It's fun. Did you ever see the movie? With uh, Keanu? Keanu Reeves? Yeah. No. It, it was, I really liked the movie, but it did butcher the, it didn't butcher the comic book. It just went really far off it. And it changed a lot of things. Like, he's an English, a blonde Englishman. And they made him, like, American Keanu. Like, that kind of shit, you know? So, they changed it a lot. But I still enjoyed the movie because it was well done. And it stuck to, like, good stories. But the show's really fun, too. It's 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 literally just another notch in DC's fine, fine television uh, portfolio. So, uh, I'm very much looking forward to all the new things. So many shows to keep up on. All those DC shows... Plus Doctor Who, which of course me and Francis rambled on about a couple episodes, but I can't wait till that comes back. Walking Dead in February. Holy shit, what are you looking forward to most, Josh? Uh, a raise. <laughs> but I'm bum. <laughs> uh, Top Gear. Oh, Top Gear. Yeah, Top Gear. When does that come back? Mm. I love the Graham Norton show. You ever watch that? Nope. That's that uh, like uh, talk show. Without. Right, it's kind of a, not a not a variety show, but a yeah talk show. No, it's a talk so, show, but it's yeah, almost more like couch. a it's more like a podcast show. in a way, yeah, because right, it's right. it's ridiculous because the three different guests he puts together on a couch mm -hmm. are just retarded, like they don't belong together half the time. So it just makes for wonderful conversation, which uh, we've just had right here, and I always have wonderful conversation with you, Josh. Always. It's Anthony Bachman's birthday. He's right Yay. here. Woo! 37. It's your Kevin Smith year, sir. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? Damn right. Yeah. Trying to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot. You've had an exciting day? I have indeed. Used my Secret Santa movie ticket, went and saw a movie I hadn't seen. Sadly, though, I couldn't believe it. Fucking uh, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 has been in the theaters for over, what, a month now? Mm -hmm. There were eight fucking people in the theater on a Monday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Were they, like, uh, tweens or? No, it was all couples. There was only one other person. Uh, some chick showed up late by herself. But other than that, it was, like, uh, four or five other couples that were there seeing it. And just, yeah, just random people. But yeah, it was one of those ones like, you know, I go to movies, especially like day off today. I always take my birthday off, never work my birthday. So took today off. It's like, oh, I got that movie ticket for my Secret Santa. I'll go catch a movie in the middle of the afternoon on a Monday. It'll be a fucking empty theater. Was like nothing that's come out recently looked any good because I haven't seen the second Hobbit, so I can't see the third one yet. So I'm waiting <laughs> on those. You so haven't like, seen the I'll second go. Hobbit yet? No, I totally, it's, I just realized I've seen the other the day. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, shit, I could go see the third Hobbit. I was like, wait. I never saw Desolation of Smog. Oh shit! I need to go. I need to go rent the second one before I can watch the fucking third one at the Dollar Theater. Yeah, that. Yes, yeah, so I was yeah. like, I'll go see the fucking you know Hunger Games. 
that's been in the theater for over a month and I'll get like a private screening, you know, which is awesome. Like, you know, the Monday morning or afternoons and you know, sure. theater yourself. It's my favorite fucking thing. And yeah, fucking, there's like eight, nine people in there. It's like, holy shit <laughs> for a Monday afternoon. This bitch is packed. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. No, no, no tweens with their fucking cell phones. Nobody being uppity or being a shit. So it was a good day. I guess it could be, uh, people still on holidays, taking extra days and such. Maybe that time of year and all. Indeed. Definitely uh, could be. Very exciting news has occurred, and it has occurred on Anthony Bachman's birthday. Now, this news is Star Wars news, and in a normal scenario, I might not go straight to Anthony Bachman as the first person to discuss brand new Star Wars news with, although I would at all times go straight to Anthony Bachman to discuss the detailed involvement of this Star Wars news, which is the action-adventure genre. Get to the chopper! <laughs> um, I know of The Raid. Uh, I guess let me fill people in first. Uh, there's some movies, uh, they're called The Raid, and there's people in them that are going to be in Star Wars. All right, so, uh, I haven't seen The Raid, or any of them. There's three, correct? No, two so far. Oh, okay. I thought there's... there's the oh, Raid, oh, The Raid sorry. Redemption. And there's three actors, though, that are in both yes. these movies? Yes. Okay, now, um, I'm picturing them as uh, kind of... Uh, what's the what's the Thai guy uh, in his well, movies? Uh, Tony Jaa? Yeah, yeah. What was his movies, his big breakthrough one here? Uh, the Protector. Yes, and, um, yes. The Elephant Ones, right? Yeah, The Protector was the Elephant Ones, and then he did... Um, I want to say, yeah, it was like Movie Tie Fighter, but that's not what it was called. There's He did a series called The Spirit Killer... But I don't think that's the one you're referring to. No, I'm I'm meaning the protector for sure because that's the one yeah. with the, el- the protector, he fights with yeah, the, elephant the elephant bones yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah, which were fucking awesome films. And yeah, yeah, Tony yeah. Jaw is awesome, but yeah. these guys are little tiny guys compared to him. But they are of that caliber of badassness. Okay, I'm I'm feeling that type of genre is what the raid might kind of, you know, that that kind of niche. Yeah, imagine that type of choreographed fucking just in insane fight scenes except it's always dealing with one cop and the first movie what ended up becoming the first movie the raid was written because what uh it's i wrote a whole article on it on gunny geeks anybody wants to read that go check it out but he wrote a script that was this badass martial arts movie and it was just it was too big there was no way they could afford to film what he had written and so he took that story and he kind of did a prequel to it called the raid and it's just a cop basically goes into a building filled with drug dealers and just fights his way from the bottom to the top, like old school fucking Tower of Death scenario. Awesome. Um, you know, like you know, uh, Game of Death with Bruce Lee. Right. But on, it also yeah. came out after um, uh, the new Dread movie, so it was also kind of like Dread, where he was fighting his way up through the giant building. Except this was almost all hand-to-hand martial arts, very little fire. You know, there's firepower guns at the beginning, but mostly it's just one cop trying to stay alive and kick his way through this building of badasses. And then um, they did that one and then made enough money off of the raid to do the raid redemption, which ended up being the second film. But it was actually the first film that Gareth, I think it's Gareth Evans wrote. And so that was the Billy Badass movie that he wanted to do that they couldn't originally afford. And so they finally were able to do that movie. And that is the best fight film in at least 10 years. Wow. There's this sequence that's a fight in a kitchen between two guys. I think I want to say it was something like 90 some odd shots. And there's like, it was was like 14 days to film some ridiculous number. And it's just one fight between two guys. 
It's fucking amazing. I'm going to have to if check these out, yeah. Yeah, if you've ever enjoyed a fight scene, the Raid Redemption films are worth watching just for that. I hate fucking reading movies, and these movies were done in Jakarta. Um, they're, I can't even remember what language they're speaking, so like you have to read the whole thing. I didn't give a fuck. And also, unlike a lot of Hong Kong kung fu flicks in the Raid Redemption films, these dudes, when they're kicking the shit of each other, they're not talking. There's no storyline during the fight scenes. So it's <laughs> talk, 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 seven-minute fight sequence. Talk, 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 nine-minute fight sequence. Okay. So it's, it's not one of those things where, like, I used to hate, um, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, if you watch it in the original and it's subtitled, like, they'd be talking as, like, they're jumping through the trees and yes. flying all over the yeah. place and kicking each other. It's like, I can't see what's happening in the movie because I'm staring at the bottom of the screen trying to read, and I'm a slow <laughs> reader. It's like, I'm missing out on the fucking action in these awesome scenes because these people are talking yeah. shit to each other at the same time they're fighting. They are Chinese, Not in the then, Red Redemption one. No, these ones aren't. They're, um, I, I, it's, uh, whatever the fuck Jakarta's from. I can't remember. Okay. Now, yeah, so they're, um, what what is your first impression when you hear that these guys are going to be in the Star Wars movie? Does that make you think that? Uh... Uh, it's my first impression would be what I sent you on Twitter is that the Jedi are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> if the Jedi are fighting the three dudes from um, from the Raid Redemption films, like if they're playing like straight up just three Sith, the Jedi are dead. The Jedi Order is over. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> you if can easily playing, write a movie where yeah. these guys just fuck up everything. Who knows but, if they're going to be Sith, though? What if they're yeah, actually... I mean, they yeah, good guys, be, bad guys. They could knows? be just using them as stuntmen, you know, for stormtroopers where you can't see them. Now, would you say it's I mean, Kung Fu, then, or...? No, it's, um... They do a, a very, very specialized type of more hand-to-hand combat that's more like the type of stuff you'd see. It's, it's still... It's a movie version of fighting, but it looks much more realistic. It's kind of like, um... Oh, there's a, I think it's the Kensi fighting system is what, um, they train Christian Bale for the Batman movies. Okay. So less wire work and more. Yeah. Less, less wire work, less wire foo. I don't think there's actually any wire foo in the raid or raid two at all. I believe it's all just them, which makes it even more spectacular. If there, there is some wire foo, it's not heavy on it and it's nothing where like, there's no, there's no crouching tiger, hidden dragon, jump through the tree stuff. Like it's actual stuff that you can watch it and go, okay, human being could do this it'd be a super fucking talented human being but something that a human being can do now here's where my confusion is lying in also because uh i thought trying mo- to say their names <laughs> no i thought most of the star wars principal photography had been completed to cast guys this late in the game uh, yeah see that's a little weird isn't that a little wonder, weird that makes like, me... yeah because you, you wouldn't you wouldn't save like your major I mean, unless they did really save, like, the, all the major fights until the end of filming. Or do you think it's a pickup situation? Where it could maybe, be that as well. Maybe some scenes weren't just coming off how they wanted them, and they were like, look, this we got to beef this up, maybe, or... Could be. It could be something where they just didn't have enough actual physical violence, and it was all it was just too CGI heavy for like spaceship versus spaceship. And so JJ Abrams was like, you know what? We need somebody actually kicking the shit out of somebody here, other than just one or two Jedi fights. I hope the cast doesn't grow too much. That's one thing that the prequels did suffer from was an excess of characters. That's something that I also think sometimes Marvel movies can suffer from. What I loved about the original trilogy was that you didn't go beyond your four or five main characters in all three of the movies. As as you went from A New Hope to Jedi, they did increase, and you had more characters come in. But if you really think about it, like Star Wars A New Hope, you know, you've got these three good guys, or these maybe four good guys, one doesn't make it, and you're one big bad guy. 
And, you know, there was something really pure about that. So I don't want it to get all, you know, curmuddled like it kind of did in the prequels. It's one thing that they, I think they did expand too far. So just too many characters too fast. Yeah, just too much. Like, you know, there's just too many people to concentrate on. Like, the reason you could really develop these characters before was because you had the time to do it because you were concentrating on them, right? So if they really want to build, you know, these two new lead roles and these characters, you know... Obviously, these aren't lead characters that they've cast these guys for, but yeah, the timing yeah. thing just definitely makes it weird because they—they—I don't—if they are almost done principal photography, these guys can't have too much interaction with anybody if all the scenes are shot, right? Yeah, and well, I'm—I'm I'm reading through the article again now. It says because they added uh, Eco Uase, which is the main character from Raid and Raid Redemption, who played Rama. Who is just yeah a, a severe badass on film? He can make almost anything look good in a fight. And then um, uh, Yayan Ruhian and Sisip Arif Rahman are the other two guys. And both uh, one of them was the main bad guy in the first one, and the other one was the main bad guy in the second film. So it's it's three extremely talented stuntmen martial artists. And it says each actor is credited as a skilled martial artist or stuntman with proficiencies in hand to hand combat. So they could literally be doing just like the stunt work for stormtroopers. Then maybe they don't, maybe they got everything done except the one last battle sequence. And it's, you know, just a bunch of stormtroopers going in somewhere and kicking the shit out of some town or something. There, there's no telling what they brought them in for at this point. But yep. uh, the only thing I know is if these three guys are going to be on that set, we are going to get to see probably, well, no. I guarantee you we will see the best fights we've seen in a Star Wars film. This will be better than Darth Maul. That's uh, definitely, I think, easily attainable. But even though I am, you know, you know that I think that it is the pinnacle of all yeah, Ray, Ray Park's combat. fight yeah. scene, yeah, is is the best hand to hand yeah. fight in the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. But he, honestly, if you even just had uh, Eco Uace, just the first guy from the main character in the raid, if you told me he was in a fight sequence from st- in a Star Wars movie, I would guarantee before seeing it that it was going to be better than Ray Park. Oh, I love exciting. Ray Park, yeah, but Eco Uace is so yeah. fucking talented; it's scary. This is really <laughs> exciting, man. This is going to be cool, cool stuff. So I heard. Uh, the, the, the best story rumor I've heard yet, I heard the other day, and it really centers around kind of what we know that, you know, the what's his name? Uh, Finn, the stormtrooper. He's going to somehow, yeah. you know, have to find Luke or whatever. But the reason Luke is in exile is because apparently he did something like he didn't just go into exile. Something happened and his fort, he he. The, the power that he like exuded was so powerful. Some crazy shit went down, and he was like, "Uh oh, I can't handle this crap. Am I good? Am I bad? I don't know, but this is crazy. I better get get out of here." See, and, I, I like the stories of the idea that Luke becomes the like the super powerful force user. I think he, yeah, I like that that happens, and he goes a little crazy, maybe because I think Mark Hamill will pull that off beautifully. Well, he's the fucking Joker, yeah. man. We oh, know he can do yeah. crazy. He'll be so, <laughs> he'll be so good at it, and then that's what I think is going to be the Vader moment, because you know there's going to be a Vader moment. There's going to yeah, be a mo- an "I am your father" get, yeah, moment, the, yeah. the twist moment in this one that people, a lot of people said was another complaint about the sequels or the prequels is that you knew everything coming. There was no Vader moment because we already knew what was going to happen to everybody. There was really no way around it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know Darth Maul was going to get cut in half, but at the same time, that was a character we knew didn't exist in the original trilogy. So odds are 
if they don't exist in the original trilogy and you're doing prequels, the character's probably going to die. Like, it, it, it kind of <laughs> narrows down your options, you know? It's like, well, we got these three movies, and we're going to do these three movies yeah. before it. And, well, this guy didn't exist before, but we're going to introduce him. Uh, I bet he dies. Uh, well, I bet he I, fucking dies. I'm interested to see whether this movie ends on a cliffhanger or with a, with a twist reveal. Because it happened in Empire before, right? Like, they saved it for the middle movie. Yeah. Well, they didn't really save it. Because what if Star Wars had been a flop and we never saw Empire? No one would know that he's his father unless Lucas yep. told it in an interview yeah, all, sometime. All we know so. at that point is that you know Darth Vader slayed Obi-Wan in front of Luke and Luke kind of flipped yeah, out. Like yeah, That's yeah. What, all we would have known if it had stopped after one movie. Like I'm wondering how much – because normally they're kind of – you know Lucas has got his three movies and his story in place. So do they have – excuse me, the whole next three movies of this new trilogy in place and – JJ's gotta hand it off in a way to someone. Like this is his only movie, but it's well, gotta, yeah, I mean, it's gotta fit. The way I understood it was, yeah, the the Lucas had the full outline. Like everything was basically scripted almost. Yeah. So literally, it's like beat for beat. His movies were set and ready to go. He's just not there to basically oversee it anymore. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking we're gonna get more. Maybe not necessarily a twist ending, but more of a shock ending. So they'll try to, I think if they're smart, J.J. will try to follow the pattern of the original trilogy, which is the first ending will be shocking, like a major character will die. The second movie will be the twist, and they'll be like, oh shit, I didn't know that. And then the third movie will be, you know, the conclusion trying to wrap everything up. Right, right, right. It's going to be exciting to see. And my oh, one last sure. <laughs> my one last hope, and the way I've kind of been hearing other strange rumors, is that there's going to be more... EU stuff tossed in than we realize. It's going to be pure Easter egg type stuff. Like it won't affect the story in any way. Yeah. But apparently that's how they're going to do it. Because one of the big things that a lot of people noticed right away when you saw the trailer was that's there's a lot of prequel feel still right there. Uh, sure, he went practical and he went, you know, nice film and everything, but there's still a certain mixed feeling to that trailer that was my favorite thing that came out of the trailer is it didn't feel like he had complete he's going to completely ignore the prequels no yeah, yeah. It, it definitely did yeah there was definitely a prequel feel to it but yeah the the knowing that he did so much in practical effects i think that made me happier than anything just because too much green screen just it you can feel it when you're yeah. watching a movie yeah yeah i mean the best actors in the world if you surround them with 99.98 percent green screen and bullshit it, it eventually shows. It yeah. shows in their performance. You know, no matter how good they are, it's it's really hard to make everything seem like it fits in the real world if there's not some practical effects mixed in. Absolutely. Just the practical effects makes it easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's just it's just a feel. Absolutely. Okay, one last little quick bit. Um, Frank Oz will be appearing, uh, at least vocally, as Yoda. You must unlearn what you have learned. Well, of course, he's only ever appeared vocally as you. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, technically, I guess we've seen his hand inside of a puppet. True, but, true. Yeah. Uh, on Star Wars Rebels. We never Rebels. saw his naked hand. We never saw his <laughs> naked hand on film. <laughs> we never quite got the elbow shot. No. Um, have you heard this? He's going to be on Rebels. Nice. Yeah. and No, uh, I had Yes, he is. Uh, it's a scene in Rebels. Uh, spoilers, if anybody doesn't want to hear this, where... Uh, the main lead it's Kanan, i believe or Kanan, or uh, jaron i'm always I forgetting Kanan. yeah Kanan. Th yeah Kanan. uh he's yeah, in a temple they Kanan. show a little clip and he's in a fucking temple or something and he's got to do something important or something so he's meditating or something and he contacts yoda and yoda 
kind of it's Yoda's first time like over the nether sphere of the force or whatever the fuck so nice. uh yeah and he sounds like oh my god um like you have to give it up to uh what's his name who's been doing it for 10 years now or whatever oh the guy in the cartoon is it james arnold taylor no he's obi-wan uh, i don't know i'm nowhere near as good with all those voices as you it's are d-, d bradley baker i think Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm that pre- sounds right. I'm pretty sure it's D. Bradley Baker who does Yoda. I I I start to get them all mixed up, but uh, plus this fucking vaporizer is just kicking my ass tonight. Your love of the halfling's leaf has clearly slowed your mind. <laughs> that but, does tend to happen. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, but I saw like like ten seconds of it, and it just oh my god, you can feel it back again. It's like, he goes Jedi Yoda. It's not prequel Yoda. He goes Return of the Jedi Yoda. No, it's a Tom Kane. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, Tom yes, Kane's the of one course that did, it is. done most of, for the other Chron- yeah. Chronicles and um, the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, he's done it fucking forever now. He's so amazing, and he's yeah. so good. But he's got his own thing to it, right? Like, you know, it's his own century. Oh, yeah, yeah. But even from when Frank Oz was doing it in the prequels, he was given, you know, he he was following a certain dialogue. Maybe it's that the dialogue's written better for Rebels, which is obviously is because you know, prequel dialogue was horrible. But <laughs> oh, it it gave me a tinge, man, because he's speaking all Jedi like and all like old and oh, it's really really good. I can't wait to see it. That's very very exciting to hear. So I'm super stoked for that because everybody's coming back now and not minding. Like I was watching the Lego Movie with my kid. Have you seen the Lego Movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Everything they, is awesome. The Harrison Ford, <laughs> uh, the Han Solo cameo. Oh yeah, I totally forgot he was. Yeah, when he hunt. flies up, it's just for the sec when uh, Batman steals his hyperdrive. But uh, yeah, but he sounds it's Harrison Ford, but not sounding like he's he's like picked it up and he sounds like a young Han Solo, you know. So, and that's good voice directing. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic stuff. All right, uh, that's our uh, little bit of a sip on the Nabu brew this week. Anthony Bachman, happy birthday. Thank you. You can find Anthony Bachman on the Next Element podcast on the Points Interest Podcast Network. You can find him on All Things Good and Nerdy Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. And sometime, eventually, you'll be able to see his coloring prowess in the comic book Geek. Uh, Anthony, thanks so much for chilling out, yo. Thanks for having me, man. It was fun. Good times. Take it easy.